Are you really connecting with a particular Book Interrupted member and want to hear more of what they have to say? With your free trial to Unpublished, you gain access to the Book Interrupted Inklings and real-life video content of our day-to-day challenges, thoughts, and opinions. Go to www.bookinterrupted.com backslash unpublished to start your free trial today. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. The man one is already what medicine is. <laughs> and then, you know what I yeah, mean? So, we call that, yeah, the medical profession. Right, yeah. right. We call that med school. <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. like, dad, well, my period, the blood went everywhere and I have to clean the mattress. To the end where that one mom talks to her teenage son. I was drier than the Sahara Desert. More easily see the things that we've been conditioned to believe. You know, except for the fact that we kind of are. <laughs> no, I don't want her to be, I don't want her to be surprised. My body is Information is the Trying to learn something new Without being disrupted My body and soul Information is the Trying to learn something new Without being disrupted Mind, body and soul Inspiration is the This book cycle is proudly supported by My Balanced Life, helping you find inner balance through individual, corporate, and community wellness programs. My Balanced Life offers wellness sessions across many disciplines, including Chinese medicine, which was discussed in this month's book, Seeing Red. Fully licensed and registered practitioners are available for one-on-one in-person treatments and virtual coaching sessions. As a valued book interrupted listener, you can book a free 15-minute consultation at www.mybalancedlife.ca slash book interrupted. That's www.mybalancedlife.ca slash book interrupted to learn more and book your free consultation. You can find the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, This book cycles from March 28th to May 2nd. It's Lindsay's book pick, and we're reading the book Seeing Red by Kirsten Karchmer. Seeing Red breaks down the lies women have been made to believe about their periods and how to achieve a healthy cycle. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. I think that like one of the things that we won't talk with the author, but is really good about the book is it doesn't just talk about periods, but it talks about mindset and not focusing on pain or like the story that women are supposed to have pain and just say, you got to get out of that. That's might be common, but it's not normal. You need to start thinking about like, you don't deserve to be in pain. You deserve better. And maybe that's not what we have now, but it's the whole, like, be the change you want to see in the world. Like stop accepting it. And then things can change if everybody's on the same page. I like that. I like it too. Do you know what else I like? I love how applicable Kirsten's distinction between normal and common is do you know how often I use that in different contexts now it's like the best stealsies ever I'm like she's a freaking genius it's like Sarah's new mantra it is I say it all the time now everyone about every all the time about everything yeah 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 it's the best because it, it just framing it in that simple little sentence for so many things it just 
Yeah. And it changes your thought process when you're doing that negative talk. You'd be like, wait, calm and not, not normal. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Sarah, I interrupted. No, no, that's great. (laughs) You know how at the end of her book, she wrote, she was asking some other male and about, and he asked her the question, if you could change one thing, like if everything could flip over, like what would women want? And she's like, just basically said equality, like just, and then he was like, really? Like you wouldn't want more oh, yeah, the flip that was side <laughs> and I oh, was yeah. like it really I just can't get that concept out of my mind because I was thinking the same thing I would just I would answer the exactly same way just I don't equality. know I think it's a good start to a dystopian novel where equality is finally attained and then women just realize they have a higher population in the world and then they decide to take over like doesn't that seem very Ooh, wouldn't that be an awesome mm. sci-fi it does sound like Margaret Atwood yeah, yeah. And I was thinking that I wouldn't want, obviously I'd want equality, but then I was thinking how it might be like a freaky Friday kind of thing. Not that they would take over your body and try to live your life, but almost like they were like a male perspective would kind of be like within your body, feeling your feelings and recognizing your thoughts, like witnessing a month of being a woman, like every male in the world got to, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I got your liar, like they couldn't hold it in. Right? They yeah, like, share their feelings or they cried, even though they don't normally cry at a commercial or whatever. They're like, it's so weird. Just this week, I've been very emotional. Yeah. Or just <laughs> like how they like, for so many things we said, like, I don't know, like, oh, I have to do the dishes and the lists and all the things you're doing. And, you know, even like Mare was saying in the workplace, like, you know, being treated in a way where people are like talking down to you or like even mm-hmm. our, how we had that comedy thing, like maybe it's her mascara. And she's like, maybe I'm 40. Like <laughs> <laughs> she didn't stop um, talking when you interrupted her. What is Right. Her like all those yeah. things, like I was thinking that, like just having a male experience what women experience just even for one month, including periods and stuff, maybe there would be like a little bit Anyway, that's all I want. You know what that reminds me? That's all I want. (laughs) I love that idea. Perspective. Do you know what it reminded me of? You guys might really love um, the playwright Brecht. What he loves to do is, let's say that you wanted to examine what society considers feminine. He would then cast in the role of playing the female character, a male. And by putting the opposite in place, you're able to, as an audience member, more easily see the things that we've been conditioned to believe. So like, let's say if you wanted to look at how children behave in that role, if you cast like, let's say an elderly person or an adult to play the part of a young child, you're then able to see, well, what are the characteristics that we define as childish? It's a really fun spin. And I forget the name of the one play that he did specifically around gender roles, but it's like a freaking hoot because you have this male character playing a female and you get to, it's just, it's really fascinating. I'll have to get back to you guys on the name of that play specifically. And like a tragic comedy too, where you're yeah, like, oh, yeah. it's so funny and sad. So sad. I'm going to laugh what instead a, of cry. What a sad commentary on our society. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got to watch this movie. I posted it on our, it's called I'm Not an Easy Man. It's a French movie, but it's well translated. Like it's well synced, translated into English. And the guy wakes up in a world in role reversal. And it's so funny because he like goes to work in a white t-shirt and the secretary who's a man is like, oh, you can see your nipples. And he's like, <laughs> so? 
And like everything, and like women get powerful when they're on their period. They're like at their fiercest. And it's like, cool. Like, it's such a funny movie. You guys have to see this. I'm going to watch it for sure. Well, let's do this. Well, who would recommend the book? Um, who, who has, I think we have all been like all even already recommending it anytime, like the possibility comes up. Yeah. That I could recommend it. I'm yeah. I'm buying the book in bulk as gifts for people of all my girlfriend's birthdays. They're getting this book. I'm not kidding. Like it's the, like one of the most important books I've ever read. I've learned so much about my body. I'm interested to read the one Meredith's reading too. The which was the other one? The Vagina Bible. The Vagina Bible sounds good. The Vagina Bible is so good because she's a, a she's a doctor, like a, a OBGYN, and so she has all the doctory information. Like it is amazing because I think I feel like I'm in, I think that I'm informed about my body, and I really like reading about biology, like for fun. And I learned stuff, and I was like, this is great. I got it from the library, but I think I might buy it. Right, I just want to have it on the shelf so if the kids have questions. Like, this is your vagina. You know Meredith likes it when, yeah. <laughs> so Kim, do you like the book? Yeah, I like the book. I think that on like a larger scale, I feel like there should be like a, a prerequisite medical class. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? On like women's biology specific. Mm-hmm. That isn't like an elective. It's just part of becoming a doctor, right? Where they have a, a woman-centric focus. And they can do a man one too, but the man one is already what medicine is you know what i mean so yeah we call that yeah the medical profession yeah (laughs) right right we call that med school so i want it like because i think the same thing about like teaching i think every person who goes through like teachers college should have a, a class on like special ed and behavior management and like these other things that are often on the periphery i think they should be central just like the content of this book should be central to a medical student's education. Because I thought this before when Mayor was saying, you know, we, we as women should be the change and like don't accept that what's common is normal. Or if I said that right, I'm not sure. And it made me think like, exactly. And we should have the education to support that. Like the education should indicate, you know, there's a whole other half of a population here that have specific needs and or, I don't know, conditions that require specific treatments and totally like the system has to change right and because men are in charge of the system it takes a certain critical mass of women to push so like this book a book like this having us talk about it and then it, this book made me want to talk about periods and which is good because then you end up talking to men about periods more if you want to change make sy- uh, systemic change uh, it's hard when you're on the outside the one without power just like when women are trying to get the power to vote or the the right to vote they had to push from the outside. And so, yeah, like things like this need to change the system and like not just uh, education of doctors, but like sex ed. Why do we segregate because it's embarrassing? Well, let's let help uh, preteens get over the embarrassment and learn it as just like a medical fact or a biological fact and do sex ed together. Like it's just. This would be great mandatory high school reading for all sexes. Like, it's an easy read, too. Like, it's not like it's, it's like a good read. Yeah, it's not like The as Hobbit. As well as being educational, yeah. which almost never happens, I feel <laughs> The like. Hobbit. Well, it's a little like The <laughs> Hobbit. I think, if anything, once they got to the end where that one mom talks to her teenage son. Mm, I love that. Yeah. About periods and, and, like, telling him how to be supportive. And he's like, you don't, it's like some people uh, will make fun of the girl and you take off your, your your sweater and you give it to her. Yeah, I love that. How cute. And like just teaching them how to 
be empathetic and understand that. And supportive. Uh, I don't know. That story was just so great. I loved that story. I agree. I, I like that. Perfect. That inspired me. That that bit was the one of the why I in my um in my poet my period poem at the end when I said the I don't know if everyone's heard it but I said the red spot on the back of my jeans is not a weakness but a sign of power that was from that story that's where I got inspired from that dude nice so good yeah mm-hmm. so even if just that story could be mandatory reading for all kids <laughs> like in elementary school that'd be great could you imagine it should just be integrated from like there should be a curriculum from kindergarten which doesn't start necessarily with periods but with the normalization of talking about the human body similarities differences and it's just too bad it's because of religion right like we've made it such a taboo topic right it's so even on social media i want to know sarah did you talk to Mitty yet? Talk to her her about your period. <laughs> oh no. Oh my goodness. No, I know. Sarah. I oh like it I was waiting for it to kind of to come up. Cause she asked. If you wait for it to come up, she's gonna get her period. <laughs> no, 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 I know. I will, I plan on it. It just I it takes me longer to think through these things. Like totally. I'm really thinking through it. I was thinking because I haven't done my dance yet. Just just leave a bloody tampon on the floor. See if that sparks any (laughs) injury. That'll start the conversation. So I was thinking about doing it then because we'd be having a bonding day of her videotaping me dancing and stuff. So that's what I was thinking. You know what a good primer is? Is uh, if your kids are asking about pregnancy, like not saying the baby's in the tummy, but saying that, uh, talk about, talking about uteruses and stuff. Like my kids use the word uterus. When I was in your uterus, of course I know. Like, oh my god, my kids totally. Sometimes they talk, and I go, "Oh no!" Like, I must. Talk, I talk like that now. They do, and you just hope that it's not going to become a thing. <laughs> but just using like the proper words and stuff can help prime that, right? Yeah, I did the same uh, thing when they started to show interest in like the everything was like shoving a watermelon under their shirts and pretending or like playing with their dolls I didn't in think the you're pregnancy. <laughs> oh yeah oh my god <laughs> uh, yeah. and then I just and it just led to like uh, being excited about it like did you know that even if a woman doesn't end up having a baby her body wants to be able to do a really great bang up job with it so it's always preparing itself and they're like huh preparing itself what I'm like yeah the woman's body wants to like be prepared for baby to move in and then it just leads to this leads to blood this. talk. I now that blood is three, I think I'm more comfortable. I was like hesitant to talk about. Uh, I didn't want to point out that she had a hidey hole um, because I was worried that she wanted to hide things in her hidey hole. You know, what is a hidey hole? Her vagina. Oh, like oh if you God. know there's a hole there, you may be like, maybe I should put something in the hole, right? Like you know, kids get fascinated <laughs> with their bodies. That's why they stick things in their nose and their ear, right, and their butt, like. You know, and you have to be a certain age for them to understand, like, it's really not okay because of the following, right? So we've already primed about, like, you know, germs and stuff. I just don't want her getting sick, you know? We, so now they we, know. I mean, my kids, my kids know that they have, like, girls have three holes. Like, and one's for pee, one's for poo, one's for babies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, Violet's just getting into that now because before I was like, no, she is the type of kid. Like, Elsa wouldn't have, but she's just the type of kid that, like, wants to... 
hold her toys between her butt cheeks and walk around. Right? So I'm like, well, that's, <laughs> that's not amazing. Right? I don't want to be going from butt. I'm the kind of adult. <laughs> <laughs> Always pretending I have a tail. Oh that's great goodness. i love that she does oh it. my god yeah but i should use uterus because i don't i say tummy but we we talk about they they know there's a baby hole i'm going to do it i think during the interpretive dance so also if you don't want to do it you don't have to most of our parents didn't talk to us and you're there we're fine i know but you know we're not trying to peer pressure you like, you know. Except for the fact that we kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want her to be, I don't want her to be surprised, right? Like. Yeah, but how old is she? Ooh. Eight. Yeah, my client's 10-year-old just had her period. But almost on the brink of nine. What? Ten. Yeah. And yeah, she was like, I just, like, we had, we had talked a little bit, but we were not prepped for ten. I got like, mine at 14. What? what are you feeding her? Just milk all day? I know. I thought I read that the average is now between 8 and 12. It's Getting lower now. Really? Yeah. 8? I think no. that's what I thought I read. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I thought that's no. what No. No, I think you're probably yeah. right. It's just alarming. Oh, my God. Sarah, you got to talk to her today. <laughs> Get on it. Tomorrow. Oh, my God. It could happen yeah. any time. Or honestly, like, if Mati wants to touch base with Charlie afterwards, like, we got, like, Charlie and I just did a little trip, and we got every type of pad and tampon because Charlie just wants to play with it and just check them out and have a prepared bag just in case. And Charlie will store some That And you open it like this. wanting to be an adult yes. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. I can't she believe totally that did. girl. Like, Your daughter is, like, 40. Remember when she wanted to wear a bra? It was like, you don't fucking yeah, need a yeah. bra. <laughs> but she just wanted a but bra. She just was it. So, so I'm like, she shouldn't feel shame. I just want to make sure, like, we don't have to let Kirsten in, do we? Notifications? I got my email. I haven't got an email from her either. I just checked. Yeah, I checked too. Cool. Um, well, if she doesn't come on, then well, well, we, can we can all just, just talk about stuff. We can yeah. we can still talk about these questions and like hmm. kind of talk. I, so I wanted to know, Mare, did you get any period underwear yet? I yeah. haven't. The brand I want, I'm like they're on back order, but I really I just get want it. I know. One. I was loving how I had already ordered mine. <laughs> just like we talked about earlier, you like researched all the brands, <laughs> found the best choices. <laughs> I like same I day want. order. I didn't research and I love I love that. That's just like such a Did you get did you try them out? Yeah. So my period's due any minute. So I'll let you know. Okay. I just wait to find out. I'm gonna try it hardcore, like no tampons. Yeah, I wanna know that. I wanna see that. No cup, nothing. Mm -hmm. Just straight up. I'm gonna heaviest. I got an overnight pair. It's like a short, and I'm gonna let her rip. I'll put some yeah. towels down and let her rip. Great. Great. I want to yeah, know. Yeah, I want to find out like if they mm-hmm. really work. And I also yeah. want to know about cleaning. Like, are you weird? Like, you're going to clean out oh. the sink and then put it in the wash? Or are you going to just yeah, throw it in the wash? Yeah, I guess we're going all... to work. I'll have to have a little bag. They literally say that on their website that you should like, do. This, this reason because I've ruined underwear all day long. But then, how, <laughs> like, when you're at work, are you, you meaning the washing machine? It's yeah, what like I you're do. Gonna throw it right in the washing machine, all bloody, or are you going to wash no, it? No, I'll probably sink put first. it in like a basin and wash it separately, like hand wash it because they're yeah. so fucking expensive that I'll do it like I do my fancy lingerie. Ooh. Oh. Oh. I don't wash anything by hand. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm like, yeah, hand wash, that means but... hand wash mm-hmm. cycle in the washing yeah, machine. Yeah, that means the delicate rinse cycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll lay things out to dry. That's as far as I go. But I don't I don't own anything that's nice. <laughs> so, like, I don't buy new clothes. Which I bought this that, in, like, like, like that 2002. <laughs> Has everyone followed Kirsten? I just added her to social media no. now. Yeah, so I'm I can follow her. the heck out of her. I go to, I, I, am following Brazen. Like I went to their, their Facebook and I did the little, um, I did the questionnaire and you know what, actually my last period, this is why I really want to ask for the perimenopause thing is, so I got it at 23 days, but it lasted two days. That's it. And then it was Mm. gone. And yeah, it was really weird. It was like, and it wasn't bad. Like the other ones, I didn't feel like I was shot by a tranquilizer gun or anything, but I had like, I reduced my caffeine, but now it's even less. So I wonder, remember yeah, it, my last one that was late was super short too. Like, so it's late. So I'm like, well, this isn't going to be short. And then it came. And then I was like, wait, is it going away again? Like it was so light. I was Mine like, wasn't it light, away? but it was only two days. Yeah. I kind of had a little question about like the symptoms of PCOS and the symptoms of perimenopause. And also PCOS can start because you're in perimenopause are so similar that it's like, how do you know what, which is which? Oh, is it yeah, just age? I want to know, like, is it, do mm. I have an underlying physical, like an uh, underlying medical condition that is, you know, my periods are trying to signal that something's wrong or is it that I'm going through perimenopause really and my system's like all messed up because of that. Right. Like, yeah. That's like, I feel like I have PCOS at least mimicking symptoms. But yeah. I think they're brought on because I'm in perimenopause. Right. Oh. Because they, she said that, like, she said, like, that's one of the reasons PCOS starts. So it's Get like. Town. Have you been done? Like, did you go to the doctor and they said, I oh, went, uh, yeah, I went to a her- hormone specialist, but he yeah. is a man. Boo. <laughs> and um, he, uh, he, this is what he does. He does men's clinics too, but he does. Oh. He's written some books. He works uh, heavily with, do you guys know the movie Concussion with Will Smith? Yeah. About, mm. um, so he works with that doctor, the guy that Will Smith played. Wow. Get out. Because, um, concussions cause so much hormone imbalance. So he works with Makes him sense. on protocols for uh, a lot of athletes that have hormone related mm. issues. And so I think, and he's like, he seems almost like, like a little bit like Savanti. Like he's like, got it. Like you're like, okay. Or he has the world's worst bedside manner. It could be that. Um, <laughs> or a combination there. And a hormone specialist. And I got all my blood work done separately through my naturopath. And you know, like the, the, my GP says, this is okay. But my naturopath says, well, they, you know, they have different ranges. Yeah. Yeah. Julie but taught I, me that. That yeah. uh, you sometimes it's helpful to the patient to consult ranges in blood work with a naturopath because they're going to have different UIs or upper limits or IE, whatever those are, than what a classically trained doctor will say is yeah. okay. My doctor just doesn't like all, all our doctors, they don't have time. They have too many patients and they have 12 minutes to deal with one issue. So mm-hmm. I pay the big bucks to see the naturopath to break down these things with me. And 
regardless, I had to do something. It was like that or get divorced. I was having so much rage. I was like, I was psychotic. Like I was like, you're going to have to take me to a mental institution because I would get such bad rage attacks. I was drier than the Sahara desert (laughs) and I was growing hair. Like, like I was starting, like we all get hairs on our chin, but I was growing whiskers like up into here. Mm. Wow. Really furry. Wow. Like I was so wild. It was so upset. It was, I had awful acne all under my chin, like Mm. cystic acne. And then you'd be done your period and it would like drop. Yeah. Oh my God. And I'd go like 40 days and then I'd go 10 days on it. Like my periods were everywhere. Oh my gosh. You had all the symptoms. Like every symptom. But I didn't know because I'd never talked to anybody about menopause in my whole life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm, that was when I was what? Like 35? Mm. Remember, Kira, I was right. crying. You all don't the even time. know. Like I call you and yeah. I just cry all the time. My anxiety was insane. I was total shut in. Yeah. And then you'd wow. finish and you're uh like you'd be done with uh like premenstrual symptoms, have your period, and then boom, it was like you were a different person. And I'd be like, So how are you doing today? Oh yeah, I got this. I was such mm. a mess. Like I can't even talk about it. I cried through a lot of these PJs for this because I was just like. If I don't know, I don't really believe in soulmates, but if there was one, it's Brandon. And like, I was just so awful to be married to. And I just, reading this book was so emotional for me. I just like, God bless the people that sit with us. Like Lindsay, like Laird, sitting with you while you're in pain. I bet you're going to make me cry. Like these partners or our moms and dads that like, like my mom has cleaned so much blood out of my sheets. You know? <laughs> like I'm oh just wasting God. her money. <laughs> I mean sheets. Yeah. yeah I had to go down. Like, I stayed over at my parents once and I uh, had I was overnight and it, you know, overflow flowed or whatever. And mm-hmm. I had to go down and da- I'm like, dad, I need stuff to clean the thing. And he's like, what happened? What happened? So I had to be like, oh, well, dad, my, you've met my dad. He's a very manly man. He's such a manly man. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, dad, well, my period is the blood went everywhere and I have to clean the mattress with something. He's like, okay. And he just went and got me some stuff and gave it to me. And it was, he was so fine with it. And I was like, oh, that's so nice that he was so you know, okay with the fact that I was so embarrassed and like, which, oh, yeah, no, he like didn't even make it a thing. He oh was my like, gosh. Like, oh, matter of fact, I just heard from Kirsten. What? What happened? She got in an accident <gasps> and she's waiting for the police. Oh no. Oh, my God. Was she okay? She hurt? She just did a quick type. I'm so sorry. I got in an accident this morning and I'm just waiting oh. for the police. She doesn't oh. have to be sorry. Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you want to get back to her and tell her that we just wish her, yeah, it's totally okay. Good luck with everything. Yeah, yeah. Have you responded to her? Yeah, Yeah, of course. Send her a thing. I hope she's okay. Maybe she can come up if she's okay next week for like half an hour or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Next week. Whoa! Um, All that buildup of nervous anxiety. Yeah, I'm actually like a little relieved now. I'm like, we can do this. But I'm not happy that she got next. I'm a little, you know what happened because I'm totally my mom. And part of me is just like, she's probably fine. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just, and she like, but like, there's a part of me that goes like, 
did she get into an accident? Has she done this? Has she done that? Right? Mm, like, my yeah. mom is totally about that. Like, what's going on? Jeez. Too. I hope, like, it would, part of it wasn't her being like, oh, I got to get there on time. Like, her mind being yeah. somewhere else. Oh, my God. If we found out that. No, don't she wouldn't there. tell us. She wouldn't tell us that. No. She's, that's look, so she's mom. cares about that other people. Immediately <laughs> so mom. Like, I, yeah. That's why I can say it out loud with you guys, because you know it's my mom. Oh my, um, that's just our mother speaking right through both of us I you know it was because uh, of us there's this, we there's caused this, the like, accident it was it was totally there's this thing i read in a in a book once and it said i'm paraphrasing but it says something like the way you speak to your children becomes their inner voice uh when they're adults or something mm-hmm. yeah so yep. like the things you say gets like drilled in <laughs> And then that's how you like self-talk. Yeah, Leah, do you find that I hear mom's voice sometimes as if it's my own? Oh, like I just am my mom. (laughs) This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. Okay. Here's my interruption. Full body laughter. So me and my kids were eating in our kitchen dinner one night and my son, completely serious, decided to make a noise like a dinosaur would make. I think it was like a T-Rex or something or a raptor. And the noise that came out of his mouth, like I don't even know how he was capable of making this noise and it just took all of us by surprise anyway we just started laughing and he was fully serious and normally he's a very he's the silliest of my children and then he just started doing a whole bunch of different ones of these noises that he thought the dinosaurs would make and honestly it was just full full joy like and we were all laughing so hard we were crying my daughter actually fell off her chair and started rolling on the floor it was awesome so yeah that was my interruption blissfully happy interruption book interrupted it's book report time we're gonna find out from each member their final thoughts and do they recommend the book let's listen would i recommend this book and the answer is yes as a matter of fact i would i think that um in the current climate there is not enough reference material for women there's not enough attention. I mean, there's some information out there. I don't want to make it sound like this is the only book ever written on this topic or the only, you know, pursuit of information for women's health. However, um, these things are being pursued because they are still being ignored, which is tragic, which makes me cry. A tiny red teardrop. Anyways, so I would recommend Seeing Red because it helps normalize the conversation. It helps destigmatize uh, people with periods. It gives a lot of really good information around what could potentially be going on if you are one of those people who have a painful period, or if you're having trouble conceiving, or if you just even want to know if your period is normal. So in conclusion, I do recommend this book. I guess that's all I really have to say about it. It was informative. It was an easy read. I like the voice or the, the tone of the, uh, of the author. She seems relatable. I really like her story. She herself was diagnosed with a seemingly over or an insurmountable diagnosis, and she was able to hack her health 
based on her understanding of the interconnectedness of the human body. And it led to her having a much better quality of life. And if anyone can achieve that, then I think we've had a big win. And specifically if women can achieve that, because often women-specific information is overlooked or neglected or whichever word you'd like to put on it. Yeah, we can have a big win if we can just pursue life quality in an educated way and an informed way and a normalized way, right? Because periods happen and um, we like to pretend they don't or we like to act like it's embarrassing or, I mean... I was watching an Amy Schumer stand-up comedy special recently, and she was talking about how we're like taught to hate ourselves as soon as as soon as you get your period. Well, even before that, but your period really sends home the message because it's like, oh, now you're disgusting, <laughs> too. Just in case you didn't have enough reasons to hate yourself, now you have your period, so you're also disgusting. So go hide away while you bleed. So yes, I recommend this book. I recommend other books about women's health. No, I shouldn't say that. I haven't read other books about women's health specifically, so I will not make that recommendation. I will recommend Seeing Red by Kirsten Karchmer. Good job. Seemingly good author. I like her voice. I like her message. And, you know, that's enough for me. Okay. The final book report on this amazing book, Seeing Red. Oh, I didn't want to stop reading it because it was just, it was the most supportive book ever um, about a topic that is just not explored enough. And... Would I recommend it? Absolutely. As if I haven't been nonstop for the past month already. But perhaps the biggest takeaway is the anger and rage that I'm left with. Not at the author, not the contents of the book. It's like that type of anger that the good kind, the one that's filled with fire, that actually lights a fire under your ass and gets you going and motivated enough to start doing something about it. Like I, I feel drawn to a cause is ultimately what I'm left with. Like just so much rage that I want to go find my people who want to talk about this and spread the word on the female anatomy, female body parts, functionings of female hormones, periods, like you name it. I want to go find other people that want to start talking about this nonstop with me and for us to go spread the word. Before signing off on this book report, I want to share that I can't help but remember a few years ago when I was working for a different company and I was managing a team of about 20 people. The 20 people, myself included, four of them were males. So that leaves us with 16 women. Of the 16 women, four of us, oh, getting teary over this, whew, were at infertility clinics. Four out of 16. So what's that? One fourth, 25% being an infertility doctor. You're having trouble getting pregnant, or we were having miscarriages, or we were having inconsistent periods that wouldn't allow us to predict when our ovulation was occurring. Of those four women, of which I was one, three of us were able to go on and one was not. Not once did a doctor speak to us about any of this. Not once. We were just guinea pigs. We took our temperature. We did our pee samples. Gave our blood samples. We were put on this hormone or that hormone. In my own case, it was progesterone. No investigation into why perhaps there was balance in the hormones. 
And I just feel like that should never have occurred. Or why did we stop there and think that the doctor who's the so-called expert was the beat all, the end all, the grand poobah, the master of all information and knowledge? But we did. I'm just, I'm kind of speechless and beside myself when there are human beings like this in the world, like the author, who are coming from a compassionate, well-educated place, who are open to examining Western medicine as well as Eastern philosophy. I can't thank the author enough for writing this book. I'm sure it wasn't easy, and I'm sure that her path creating the clinic that she did and producing the research that went into this book, I'm sure she was faced with a lot of opposition. But I'm glad that however many years ago when she first started to get her MS symptoms flare up, that she didn't stop pulling at the thread and that she kept pulling and pulling and pulling until she started to get some real answers. Thank you for pulling on that string, Kirsten. Thank you for sharing with us some of the most compassionate, helpful, and insightful information I have read in a long time. And I hope to do you justice. I hope to honor your work by at least being open and receptive to conversations about periods going forward. This is my final book report for Seeing Read by Kirsten Karchmer. I can honestly say that this book changed how I thought about menstrual periods. I've never had very many symptoms with my period. And because of that, I haven't really given it much thought. I viewed it mostly as an inconvenience. And this is partially what this book is getting at, is changing the mindset that periods are a burden and changing it over to thinking about them as a feature. And what she says in the book is that your period is a barometer to your health If we take a systems approach to health, then our period is just another thing that can tell us whether we're healthy or not. And I happen to agree with that. I'm not a huge proponent of merely treating symptoms. I think symptoms tell you something about what's going on with your body. Your body has great ways of telling you what's wrong with you. And so I appreciate that message that she's giving. The stats in this book are shocking. It says that over 80% of people with periods suffer. And what we need is to start talking about this more then, because if 40% of the population is suffering needlessly, it's time for us to do something about it. The problem, of course, is that it's a bit taboo to talk about periods. And that's a great thing about this book. This book makes me want to talk about periods. And I think that every woman should read it. And I think Anybody who's partners with somebody who has suffering during their period should also read this so that we can start changing things. So in the book, Kirsten tells people how to try to improve their periods by looking at the symptoms and saying what that indicates in their body as a whole. Now, she does mention an app that she developed and supplements, but it does not feel like a sales pitch, like sometimes books like this are, she gives you options on how to help yourself without getting the supplements, which is good. So I do think a lot of people are looking for a quick fix, and that's not what this is. It's saying your period is telling you something about your body. So do I recommend this book? Yes, I do recommend this book. It was a pretty easy read and hopefully can help some people. 
out there because something's got to change. Hi, this is my final book report for Seeing Red. I love the book. I flew through it. I finished it with time to spare. Uh, I read chapter eight three times. It was super user-friendly and super helpful. And I have kind of like a list of marching orders going forward that I really want to look into some PCOS issues that I might have some of the early stages, maybe. The good news is that even if, like, even if I don't choose to look into it medically, these are just great things. Um, I check a lot of the boxes for symptoms, but, you know, um, it's not like the the suggestions are anything, anything terrible, like, you know, really trying to slow down on the amount of caffeine and really paying attention to sleep and eating more lentils. That's not like, that's not like hardly a punishment. So um, maybe the caffeine one is a baby punishment. I don't know. Anyways, so I'm going to look into that. I found some of the stuff about the PMDD, PDMM. Oh my God, my brain. Is brain fog? Anyone? PMDD, premenstrual dysmorphic disorder. Hard to read. And I think, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know. I'm not going to go ahead and diagnose anything, but I just think that I've had some pretty intense PMS for my entire adult life, uh, my entire teen life. Um, so my entire period life that I can remember. And I mean, that's, that's really rough and that's been challenging. I don't like feeling like out of control myself. So I'm going to do some more reading about that and really, um, see what I could do. But like lots of things, just taking some more supplements and, you know, cutting out some sugars and weight management, things like that can really help. So it feels like I can do a lot myself. I can't wait to have her on the podcast. I'm really nervous about it, but it'll be really interesting. And uh, I'm excited. See you on the... What, 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 the final... Oh, but the brain doesn't work anymore. The final wrap-up? Jesus, I don't know what it's called, but the author's coming on. It's going to be sick. Goodbye. Okay. Seeing Red Final Book Report. Love this book. I just think everyone should be reading this book. I'm going to definitely give it to my daughters when they're old enough to read it. There's one thing at the end of the book that really made me think, and it was when she asked that there was a male that said, like, what would you want? And she would, like, when it came to women's rights or whatever, and she said something like quality. And it just really made me think because that's how I feel. Like, I would just want that. And he's like, you wouldn't want, like, the roles to be reversed or whatever. And she was just making an observation that how women just, you know, like even her in her wildest dreams, she still just wanted things to be even. Um, anyway, it just made me think about that. It made me think, like, if you could choose suppressing other people <laughs> into what you've experienced, would you? And no, I don't, like, that speaks to her character, I think, as a person. I don't think it was a negative response whatsoever. But it also made me think of the empathy of it, that... Maybe if someone like males had any idea what it was like to go through a full month as a woman, maybe the whole system would be changed, rejigged, right? Anyway, I love the book. She, for me, she just reminded me of all those things I, I already know about my health that I just forgot, or I was just too busy to like take notice and make a conscious effort, do something about it, just because I thought I'm just going through perimenopause and this is just something I have to suffer. And maybe it isn't. Maybe there are things I can do to make it less horrible every month. So 
I feel better already, like physically, emotionally. I just feel better, even if it does nothing for my periods. And maybe it is perimenopause and I'm going to have all this. I think that my overall health is better from just reading this book. And um, the way maybe I look at the world is a bit different. So yeah, I really recommend this book. I'm going to buy it for people. I'm going to let my daughters read it. I think everyone who's a woman should read it. Even a male. Any, everybody should read this book. <laughs> okay. Hi, this is my book report for Seeing Red, the one book every woman needs to read, period, by Kirsten Karchmer. And I finished the book a bit ago. Um, I wanted to wait to do my final book report until we had done our first group discussion. And so here I am now. I want to say that I love this book. I think it's a really important book for, I think it is a book that uh, every woman should read. I think it will fit really well into the category of books that women need to read about our bodies because we're not taught enough about them. And every time I read a book like this, I find out all this new information that no one ever told me. And it's kind of shocking um, that we don't know. But I'm really glad that people like uh, Kirsten Karchmer are writing books like this so that we, we women have a resource to be able to consult. So yes, I love this book. I think that I would, well, I definitely would recommend it to all women to read. But I do want to go over just a couple of things that at the end there that I hadn't talked about. So the few last few chapters are divided into um, diagnosis doesn't mean you're doomed. So she goes through different diagnoses and different things, self-care specifics that can help. So she goes through polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis, premenstrual dysphoric disorder, and infertility and menopause. And I definitely found some things in the endometriosis one that I'm going to look at and hopefully add some of that stuff into my routine. I already do some of it, um, but there's definitely some new information there, which I'm glad about. So I'm going to hopefully that will help me. I also, then she goes into, before I go, a few important things every woman should know. And then she talks about unleashing our power. And I want to read a quote from her. It says, we need to stop apologizing for everything, staying quiet when we should scream, and adhering to society's stupid ideas about how we should look and feel about ourselves. Well said, Kirsten. Yes, I love this book. I recommend it. Uh, I hope that uh, every woman who reads it can learn something about themselves and their body. So that's it. That's how I feel about my book choice. Well, thank you for being part of this, and we'll see you in the next book. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe, and you'll be notified when there's new content. Want to be part of the conversation? Have your voice heard on our fan episode next week. Or recommend a book and you could be joining us for a six-week book cycle. Find out more by going to www.bookinterrupted.com fans. Book Interrupted.